As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I said, this is a metaphor. We, we don't care what I run or many miles. Okay, it can be imp impressive, but it's how. It's what is the preparation, what is the food, because we are all marathoner. Everybody with or without family, businessman, or entrepreneur, or corporate, or whatever, life is a marathon. It's not, it's, it's not a sprint. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras, and now, Your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, I chat with David Jeanecon about some transformational topics such as breath work endurance, overcoming limiting beliefs, and the power of the mind. These are topics that I know that you love, especially you right now listening to this podcast. Maybe you're in transit, maybe you're at home, maybe you're doing some uh, breath work or meditation, but I know that you love these topics. So if you would like not to miss out on any future episode, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button especially if you're on your iPhone or the follow button if you're on Spotify, because that does something to the algorithm. I don't know what it is, but it does something that allows more people to get to know about our podcast, right? So hit the subscribe button uh, and make people aware of our show. 
Uh, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, if you have been listening from before, then don't forget to take two minutes right now so that you can write us or leave us a rating and review on iTunes because that makes a huge difference to our efforts of spreading the word and making a positive difference. So write us a review as well. With that being said, let's bring on our special guest for today, David. David Jonacon is passionate about vitality and health and everything that revolves around nutrition, physical, mental, and emotional experience. His professional activity gave him the opportunity to work in Europe, India, and the United States. This allowed him to have rich experiences with other cultures, to develop his leadership style, and to do personal development. And then in 2013, he created a line of natural products, low-carb, high-nutrients, Almond G, and became the pioneer of sugar-free nutrition and organic in Switzerland. He's also an athlete. As an athlete, he ran long distances, 205 kilometers. You know, some people can say that they've not even traveled 205 in their cars, but this was as an athlete, and he developed his mind, his resilience, and mastered visualization and anchoring techniques. And he also practiced yoga, body weight, and walking and running. Now, in recent years, he has specialized in breathing techniques, pranayama, resistance to cold, visualization, and other healing methods as well. And that is why he is on our show, because these topics are topics that I truly love, practice, and enjoy, but also our listeners. They're very fascinated. I know for a fact that through the surveys, these are some of the most um, loved and called for topics on our show. Okay, so welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Really great to have you on. Thank you very much for the intro, Aditya. Pleasure to be here to share with you. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing, amazing. <sighs> now, the way that I know David is through Soma Breath. As many of you know, I'm also a Soma Breath instructor. And I just enjoy and love the way uh, David shares, the David explains. Uh, explains, David practices, David teaches, and I feel that everything that he does comes from from a place of uh, heart, from a place of caring, and from a place of making a difference. Yeah, so I've always wanted to have this long format discussions with you to just learn more about you uh, and your story as well. Thank you. Yeah, so, uh, so David, maybe we can start from the beginning. Where were you born and brought up? So I grew up in Switzerland. I grew up in, in Geneva. And um, mm -hmm. for the story, I was the, the single, the only child, and my, my both parents were working. So at the age of three months old, I was put in another family for the day. And um, so I, I, I have to say, I, I grew up really rapidly, quickly in the adult's world. And uh, this is one of my many characteristics to to adapt myself since since a childhood. To and if we come really into the deep stuff already, uh, when you grew up into this environment, I realized that many many years afterwards, I, I became a pleaser in this in this world because I had somehow to be to be there, to be accepted. And um, when we go into metaprogramming, to be a pleaser, it's very interesting because we become a performer because when we please, mm -hmm. we like to, to perform. And 
why I'm saying this upfront because this is really linked with my my story, being a pleaser, being sensitive, being into emotion. That guided me into this, you know, this journey to how to master myself. But uh, let's maybe open this to, to the next chapter. Wonderful. And how was your, what was your childhood like? So um, my childhood was, I had, I had, you know, this this chance to be brought up in another family, being the, the single child, being very spoiled by my parents because they were working. So I grew up with a family with, they were a brother. And in a big family, I had, we were 19 cousins. So, wow. so I had the advantage being single, but still I was brought up into, you know, in community. Which make a balance because I would have this, you know, this this spoiled child. We've got everything, and we we don't have any <laughs> regards. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I don't mean everybody's like this, but I I couldn't end up. So I was. It was really for me easy. We were middle class. Uh, we had money, but not that. I mean, funny enough, my my father come from a um, a farmer family. One was a butcher, another was a baker, everybody. And my my dad was the only one, was the last of the seven, who studied. And funny enough, he didn't he was the less wealthy. We can define what is wealth, but you know, but I was really with entrepreneur in my family, and my my father and my mother were statesmen. And there were really big discussion in the family because there was some political background and uh, and I was always the, the the youngest. My father was the youngest and the other was really charismatic. There were always debates. So I grew up, you know, in the shadow of my 19 cousins of all this, but I, I could observe. But I was really, you know, the, the little mouse in the background looking and saying, okay, wh- where do I go? But that was part of the education to see, you know, some leader and being behind, but still, hey, <laughs> the little kid in the background. So that's really color my 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 life. And when I grew up, I said, what am I going to do? I mean, I was quite decent at school. And somehow I had this dream to to become, you know, an entrepreneur. But I went to the first to the university. I did uh, I did economics, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and this is how I grew up. And I grew up as well in I I like sports uh, to develop myself. I was a bit shabby when I was younger, so I, I tried to start to to train myself to go into into gym. And there was this this belief that you are not going to grow up when you do. Too much weight when you are at younger. You have to imagine it was back in the eighties. So I was in this mm-hmm. building my, you know, my character, but being a bit introverted, being a bit shy, um, having emotions, but bringing up as you know the boy. So to overcome this, and that give the stage when I come, you know, then into my my next my next steps. Uh, because I did the university and then I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's do something else. So I applied for a traineeship 
and it was at this time it's called uh, IASEC Association International Student Economics. And I said marketing wherever, and all my peers was okay. Let's go to US. Let's go to Canada. And I did you see ISEC? Yes, AISEC. Yeah. Oh, nice! I was also part of that organization for Everybody. a while. <laughs> and I was sent up to India. So I, I, I was oh. twenty three, and it was it mm-hmm. was the first thing already. I mean, I was not at all into pranayama. I was not at all into yoga. Mm-hmm. But you know, India, you love it or you hate it, but you cannot be indifferent. And I had the chance to be in, first in a Christian family, then in in a Muslim family, working with, with Hindus. And for me, India was really a, a wide, I mean, eyes opener because when you come from this clean Europe. It's not a question you believe or you don't believe, but you've got one God and, and really you differentiate yourself with the language in Europe. You know, the, the mm-hmm. German, the Italian. Basically, I grew yeah. up French and Swiss, so I've got both both mentality. And, and when you don't know Europe, mm-hmm. there is really, you know, I mean, like everywhere, there is like mm-hmm. you are Swiss, and even in Swiss you are Swiss French or Swiss Italian, and in France you are from Paris, you right. know, like everywhere. Yeah. But going into into India, there is like at this stage, I think at this time, twenty three or twenty four spoken languages. But the identification factor was really religion. You know, you mm-hmm. are Muslim and Christian, you are Hinduism, and and the caste, even it has been abolished. And I was living in this Muslim family. I didn't see any Caucasian for most of my, you know, stay there. I really live with mm-hmm. India. I eat and it was it was just fabulous to see, you know, you are familiar with the reality tunnel, just but I was not aware of this, but I mm-hmm. was looking life with other, you know, with another reality tunnel and understanding, you know, things that you cannot be aware when you are, you know, in your clean Europe and things like that. So for me, I was like, wow, there is something. But I had no idea about yoga. I had no idea about pranayama. I know, you know. But it just, I just work with at the opportunity to see, to see these people, to see mm-hmm. the wealth, to see, I mean, I, I could talk about India, the food <laughs> for many hours. But that was definitely a pivotal moment into my life to say, okay, um, yeah, the world is not only, you know, your little Switzerland. There is something more about the world and, and the way of people are, are thinking. That is that is amazing. Firstly, uh, the fact that you had uh, so many cousins, 19 cousins, that's something that I always wanted, you know, growing up to have a large extended family, to have that many cousins. Um, it does come with the challenges sometimes because maybe there are more human beings and more beliefs and more opinions. But I think the broader benefit is to be part of a, a large family, a large group that uh, it's just so nice to have that level of connection and camaraderie, especially when the family comes together. So that's that's amazing that you got to experience that, but also had to experience or got to experience your private moments because you were the only child. Um, and the other thing is, um, I think um, travel in general does a lot of things for you because it allows you to push beyond your comfort zone. 
um, interact with the rest of the world, come across different human beings, maybe try out different languages as well. And it's fascinating when you learn a different language, you almost become a different personality, right? Because then you speak in a different accent, you react differently. It's it's crazy because these days I'm I'm thinking about, uh, and 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 my belief as I've realized is realized is that life happens in cycles, right? So there's a cycle of seven years, like they say, seven year itch, uh, seven chakras, right? So I've been in uh, Vancouver for now eight years and I'm like, you know, what's next? And I've been thinking about exploring or maybe visiting Mexico to see if that might be a place where I can, you know, spend some time in. And that has gotten me thinking about learning Spanish, which has been on my bucket list for the longest period of time. But uh, true to your point, when you go to a different place, to a different locality, a different city, different town, you meet different people and that creates neural changes in your brain, right? That influences the way you look at the world around you, but also relates to your own self. So that seems like a amazing adventure that you that you went on. Yeah, and the, the language, you mentioned this, but in Switzerland, I mean... Two thirds of Switzerland are speaking German, or even is 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 Swiss German. You know, is even no high German. Mm. So if you want to do right. business in Switzerland, you have to speak German and of course English. So before that, I, I did some stay in in Germany and even in UK for six months to learn English. And there, obviously, you go outside your comfort zone because you leave home, mm. mommy and daddy, and. Yep. Uh, it's very, very uh, trans- transformative for you because you, as you say, you don't understand everything. You have to to find ways. You have to, and and this is, I think, a beauty uh, living in in Switzerland. No, I'm in the Swiss Italian part. Uh, my um, my good family. I mean, my family in law are speaking Italian and French, so I do speak. But there is. You know all these challenge always to to communicate and 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 you get used to it. You know, and it's it's then when you move, you know then what to interact. You know, I mean, certain part of the world. I mean, it's very difficult to speak the language, but at least you try to say a couple of words. You know, to <laughs> to communicate because right. you, we have been brought up like this. I mean, and I've been working all yeah. my life uh, in a different language, so to speak. I mean, most of my life. Yeah, I think people are intricately wired to help you, especially if you're making attempts to speak their language versus you just, you know, speak your own language. But if you try a little bit words here and there, whether it's Spanish or Hindi or whatever language, people see at least he's making an effort. Let me make go halfway. Right. So that also is something that's human nature, I guess. Um, but when you were on Isaac, which part of India were you in? So I was in was called Madras at this time. Oh, you were in Madras. Okay. And um, and uh, basically, I had really a chance because some of my peer they were really doing you know paperwork, but I had to devise mm-hmm. a uh, an ad campaign for uh, Easy Cool Easy Shine that was to to clean the car, so. I was yeah. doing the the marketing campaign, but I was traveling on the scooter in Madras. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was cover of of uh, you know of uh, 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 dust all the day, and but then I was working yeah. as well for a what they had they had the um, blood gas tester. 
So basically, they were doing a couple of things, engineering uh, for for foreign company like Vickers. So we had some blood gas testers. So I went to the hospital in India. We were they were launching an exhaust uh, pipe tester for for the lorries. So I went to the Tata factories. So I had really the chance because I was white speaking English was like you know a representation for for the company. So I really saw many, many, many things in India, and I live with India because this is the other thing. When you travel mm-hmm. and you go to a hotel, it's not interacting with people. When you live in the family, when, yeah. when you travel with the people, when you see the custom, this is really you get from, from the inside. And, uh, you know, they are traveling, traveling, you know, picking postcards or really interacting with the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's brought something for me when I went for my expatriation then really to to connect with the people and and not only to mm-hmm. to stay with the expatriates expats ghetto as i call it and and you know to mix which is which is part of the fun got it got it yeah i mean for people listening isaac is definitely a great experience especially for you know, young adults who want to take on some kind of leadership position in different sectors. And I think the biggest thing for me was the exposure to different cultures and people from different countries. Because when I was in Isaac, I was in Pune. And I that was the first time I came across people from so many different countries, from Turkey, from Poland, and uh, Amsterdam, Canada, USA, right? And so all these different people coming together to celebrate culture or maybe to do some project that was, that was really interesting. And different people took on different projects. So you had that level of um, initiative and defining your own learning curve. Uh, but that is something that is highly recommended as well. Now, how did you end up in, was it craft? You were in craft, right? For many years in, in, the, in the food industry. How did you end up there? And what was that experience? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So really I end up because <laughs> when I came back, my uh, ex-father-in-law gets, uh, you had a, he exceed the speed and he, he had a, his licenses, uh, license driving, uh, I mean, gun for a month. 
So okay. I went, it was another, another part in the Swiss German part. So I went to work with him and to make mm-hmm. the chauffeur. It was cool. And, uh, but basically I applied to a couple of companies and at this time already, I was already doing some, um, uh, you know, relaxation technique and, and, uh, and mm. visualization, really basics. And I just yeah. applied in a couple of companies and I sent to Kraft. And within a week, I mean, it was Kraft Foods at this time. That was, okay, I don't want to go into all the details of the buying, purchasing from Philip Morris, Kraft Foods. But basically, that was the beginning. Philip Morris bought, I mean, Jacob Suchard, Toblerone for the people who know the chocolate in Switzerland. There are different business, yeah. coffee, and so So I end up with the new generation. And then I did 20 years uh, across the continents with this company in mm-hmm. in business units, in plants. I was in finance, but doing corporate finance. Okay. I did pension fund as well, because in Switzerland we got the pension fund. I did cash. I did everything and ended up in headquarters. And um, so I really, I could really grow up into this company. And... When I realized when I came there, I was really um, sensitive and emotional. I mean, of course, I tried to 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 be uh, the man who is in charge. But each time at the beginning, when mm. I had to speak, you know, and and the more I went into leading role, I said, "Oh, that was that was this this parallel." When I was learning how to, I mean, my my skill as a finance guy, but I was mm-hmm. as well very sensitive about my health and about my personal development. So all this year, wow. I was not the guy working from, uh, you know, seven to 10 behind the desk and doing nothing. So I was doing personal development. And maybe you are going to ask why I was doing personal development. <laughs> So yeah, I mean you can <laughs> share that. <laughs> so because I had this emotion, you know, this anxiety or or when I had to to speak because I was working close in finance when you work in in the small business unit like Switzerland you were working with with the CEO with 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 the mm-hmm. top people and you had to speak and speak in German. And at least I was well, sometimes freaking out. And um, I really tried to decode, you know, to decipher, but yeah, why, why does it come from? Why, you know? Right. And I had like, uh, you know, like uh, sometimes when I, I recall a couple of things that I have to speak, the credit card, and I was completely stressed and I really lost my, <laughs> I was really, you know, like panicky and I didn't get it. And then I was promoted into, I may I make it quicker because there is a, my next second half moment. I was promoted to my first really big uh, director uh, position in a plant. We were doing uh, slices, uh, food and lunchables for the US guy. Lunchables mm-hmm. was bring to, to, to Europe and we were doing this. Mm-hmm. And I team up with the director. The director was coming from, um, it was a blue worker. He started as a blue worker, you know, and he just went up yeah. the ladder and he knew everything about the plant, but nothing about finance. 
And for me, I knew everything. Oh. I mean, a lot of about finance, but not a lot of about the plan. And we team up very closely. It was, it was my best relationship. And once I asked him, okay, I'm going to take uh, one day off. Say, well, where do you go? Say, I'm going to do a training. I said, okay, but what's, what kind of training? Said, uh, to work on my voice, my voice, on my confidence. And he looked at me and said, but why? You are not confident? I said, no, sometimes. So just mm -hmm. caption here, to tell to your boss that you are not confident was already for me to step out my comfort zone because my belief was mm -hmm. I need to be, you know, stainless, nothing. And he looked at me and said, but you know, when you speak in public, I'm looking at you. And I said, why? When you speak in public, I'm looking at you. I said, yeah, but I'm freaking out like you, David. So we were two, so to speak, leader or, you know, and we are like two child saying, yeah, it's okay to be afraid. And for me, it, it changed a lot of things because, and then I walk on, on other level. It doesn't, it didn't calm my anxiety because I had to do other things to, and still anxiety is, is part of the game. But, but I learned right. that it's not because you've got emotion that you cannot manage people. It's not because, you know, and this is the time I went into nonviolent non communication, which helps me a lot. Remember, I'm a pleaser. Mm -hmm. A pleaser, it doesn't like confrontation. Okay? Just to give you some background. It's not, I was not, I was not, I was, I were not able to comfort the people, but it was for me a lot of energy because this is not my default mode state. I am more a diplomat. I'm mm. putting every people. I'm really good at connecting. And guess what? I had everything in this department because I took somebody should have come on the board. He didn't come. He was behind, below me and he just make my life <laughs> hell. And, and there were a guy from, uh, from, uh, uh, North African and North African, they are really uh, emotional as well. You know, you are my friend, you know, it's different culture. So I had everything to, to explode and um, everything exploded. But then I was able to, to come back to explain and to use, like, you know, you say, you can say to the people, I'm afraid, I am anxious. It's not, and that's open for me you know, other possibility, opportunity. But at this stage, I was still shaking because I was not, so to speak, at my place because it was like mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, going up the ladder, not being aligned with my true self. I start to, to have a shaking pattern when I was eating, you know, and it just followed me for a lot of years because I was... I tried to push. I was somebody, you know, a performer to push, but I couldn't find, you know, the, yeah, the, the, there were anxiety. There was the meta programming. I need to perform. I need to be good. I need to go. Mm -hmm. So I was into this, this ocean for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. That's definitely very relatable. I think, yeah, a lot of people, irrespective of what their position is, have a lot of anxiety, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, public speaking. Uh, a lot of studies say that people fear public speaking even more than death. 
right? Uh, and it speaks to, I think, the um, the need for humans to be accepted in society and uh, looked good in front of their peers. Now, I still very clearly remember my own journey of uh, anxiety when it comes to public speaking. <laughs> I remember this one time, uh, and, and similar to your, right, like speaking in front of my colleagues and maybe doing some presentations or maybe speaking to somebody higher up in the company when I was working at that point, I was sometimes uh, lost that words in terms of how to formula, you know, formulate the right word at the right time to create the right impressions. And I think I was thinking too much. And then this one time I just said, yeah, I got to do something about it. And I just um, looked up online and I found Toastmasters and I gave a call to Toastmasters and I started going there, you know, somewhere, somehow, I think that also helped me speaking in front of public, you know, formulating speeches and then working very meticulously to improve my communication. Yes. And also part of uh, starting the podcast was so that I could improve my public speaking because, you know, and maybe I've improved over the years a little bit, but <laughs> it's still there, you know. Um, and, and, and to your point, um, I think it's very important to be able to, uh, communicate well with our colleagues and teams, um, you know, in an effective manner, uh, tapping into our emotions because emotions can be very powerful. We're also considering where the other person is, 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 is coming from. So uh, you spent a lot of time at craft, right? That 20 years, what made you shift? What made you change careers? What did you maybe not like so much about it that you wanted to change? Was there something like that at all? Or did you just feel that it was the next chapter? What was going on? No, but from a purpose standpoint, from you know, like a career, you know, long-term standpoint. I, I mean, um, I would like the the free will. I mean, we can talk about free will, but yeah, more the way I I work into this world is is more the events which which, which trigger. So I'm not the guy saying no. Let's stop. Let's do it. Again, I'm coming from to I'm a diplomat to and I'm very optimistic this is another thing so I'm, I see always the good thing and when I went to the mm -hmm. states I was really what we call an high potential because going to the states so the quarter it cost a lot of money so I was recognized as an IPO but there were so many organizations so within two years I was like an IPO to, to nobody so I was like being losing a bit my 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 mentors as well because this is something that in Europe we when I came from there is not this mentorship no it has changed obviously but in the states they are really into mentorship right. you go with the mentor and and I was not really into that at this time I didn't get it and but hallelujah I had other mentor to come to this position but everybody was gone at this time so basically uh, came the time where I was going up. And um, the companies say, you know, uh, you are costing a lot of money. It's time to go home. <laughs> so this is how I was fired. I had a proposal in Europe. So, you know, like people are the best resource. So you, I jumped from one continent to another continent. I, I invested, but that was my choice. You know, I'm not playing the victim here. But from one day to another day, I was part of the uh, productivity and, and was gone. So this is how I end up back in Switzerland. And for 20 years, I wasn't in my own home. I was parachuted 
um, in Geneva because it was where I, I, I came from. So I have to reinvent myself there to mm -hmm. either to, to make a shift in my career and um, yeah, to change something. I was, I was like early 40s, so it was time to, to do something else. But during this time, I started running because remember, I was always doing development on the side, doing this thing. And, uh, and a friend of mine made me discover, um, actually, I was, uh, I was back in Switzerland for meetings. And right. he looked at my, uh, my watch and said, oh, you are a, a runner. I said, no, I do run. I'm not a mm -hmm. runner because I'm really, if you know me, when I, I preach something, I really to walk the talk. But this is another belief, yeah. you know, but really I have to go into really details and be the master of it, which is another limiting beliefs. But anyway. So you run, but you're not a runner. So you, you, you that identity was not part of you, of being a yeah, runner. Yeah, because I was just, just, and, and he right. said, oh, you should read uh, uh, Slow Burn, the Stu Mittelman. And Stu Mittelman, for the guys who don't know him, was, was the, um, the model of Tony Robbins for the health. And yeah. and there are a couple of things funny about it because when I look at the price, oh, to hire my first coach, you know, it was like a couple of thousand US dollars and even it was less at the end. Oh. But for me, it was a lot of mm -hmm. money. And my friend would recommend mm -hmm. because my friend went to Tony Robbins events and he received this book and he said, you know, if you want to be coach, if you work with the best, you will gain you know, so many things. So it's better to pay and to work with the best. So it's what I say to my clients right now as well. <laughs> and and this guy, uh, Stu, finally became my 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 coach. And uh, he was always talking about Tony Robbins. I said, who is Tony Robbins? You know, because being an executive, mm -hmm. you, you've got a lot of coaching. And for me, it was another coach. But then I started to train myself and... This is where came the idea because the revolution with him, it was an holistic approach. It was not about VMR with all this program. It was about energy. It was about food. And it was about to eat more fat and less sugar. And stay with me when you, when you grew up in the 70s like me, the best day of your life when was you were eating no fat, you know? That was the best. We grew up like this. We have been brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, guys said, it's coming more from... And that's why I, I evolve. I, I prefer to speak about, you know, low-carb, high-nutrients, because we cannot live on bacon. But, I mean, if we open the food, we have to do another podcast. Yeah. But this is basically yeah. when I started to change my the way uh, we, we ate, because I was with my wife. And, you know, she's Swiss, Italian, French, we eat, we eat, I mean, everything. But we change the diet and we see it change. And then I start to train and then I start to do, to go into the ultra running. But it was more for me like a discovery, you know, like a new kingdom. And then you start with 50, then you go to 50 miles and then you want to go to, to things and, and, Basically, Stu was my my coach, and Stu has been internalized in the Hall of Fame of ultra running. And he was working with another guy called um, Phil Maffeton, which was really the brain. 
and now all the new theory about sport, those guys, they were doing this 40 years ago. So this is where I came into the ultra. And this is where I came the idea, uh, because during a year when I came back, I didn't know I had to reinvent myself. So I keep running. And then I had the, this idea to launch this company called Almondji from Almond and Gid Energy. That is that is interesting. I mean, so many things to reflect on here. Firstly, the fact that uh, things are highly volatile right now. Right, there's a lot of uncertainty overall around the world, and uh, even when it comes to people's jobs, nothing is certain right now. Right? right, irrespective of how talented you are, intelligent you are, how much experience you have, you know, sometimes companies can just drop you. You know, just like that. And they don't have to answer to anybody. Just they just write write a letter to everybody in a very nice and polite way, and it's accepted. But I think it speaks to the importance of having like a backup plan, or maybe some uh, additional stream of revenue, or at least some additional knowledge that you can then you know go upon uh, if that happens uh, in your life. And uh, I love the fact that you did not have a plan immediately, but at least you focused on your health. And you focused on a goal, which was in your case running and getting better and better at it and having a coach in place who also looked up to and and, and uh, liked Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is someone that made a huge difference in my own life like 10 years back when I started listening to Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And I was in a really weird place back in those days, you know, like lost and didn't have any proper goal. But then Tony Robbins, when I started listening to his tapes, which by the way, I downloaded off of P2P, if you remember, peer-to-peer networks that you had back in those days, I downloaded for free. I listened to all all of his tapes and that sort of did something within me and it rewired my brain. And, um, but it's it's amazing that you went into long distance running, ultra marathons, which like you said, around 200 kilometers. How do you even fathom or comprehend running that long? Like, what's it like running a marathon for that distance? Because, you know, when I think of somebody doing a marathon, I'm like, sure, 20 kilometers is still a lot. 50 kilometers is is, is huge, right? But this is like ultra marathon is, is, is a different level altogether. What's it like to firstly prepare for such an experience as well as to to run because it's not just physical, right? A lot of it is mental. Is how do you overcome the temptation of the mind of just quitting mm-hmm. and stopping what you're doing, right? So, yeah. And and then I will tell you that I work with Tony Robbins because ultimately I went to follow the Tony Robbins University back to Europe, please. Okay. But, but basically, when when we ask me, oh, you run? Uh, I mean. 200 miles or 200 kilometers. Yeah. The answer is really simple. You learn to, to run one mile and you repeat over. It seems to be simple, but basically, mm-hmm. basically, as you said, this is, this is an holistic uh, game. That means people say it's all in the head. No, no, it's not all in the head. You are ready to prepare your, your body. And because I was working with two, with Phil Maffeton, those guys, by the way, people who know Phil Maffeton, he trained Mark Allen, who was six times world champion in, in Hawaii. And he has still, I think, the, the, the speed record. And basically, there is the way you hit, the way you train, the way you, you recover. And I, I was mm-hmm. followed as well by uh, people, uh, 
uh, to look at my health. And they were so amazed about these events. I mean, of course, you. I won't say when you you run such a distance, you are you are you are, you are straight. But I had, I had minimum uh, issue because I was trained. I eat the right thing. So mm-hmm. basically, Stu bring me all the, you know, the strategy that he developed during 40 years. And this is really a strategy. So there is different way. When you do such yeah. an event, uh, there is different pace. Because I've so it's, seen uh, it's a combination being of... on the circus, the people, they don't have... Any strategy. Sorry, I think I lost you there for a second. I mean, accepting the best. The people that are running. Sorry, we we, we lost you for a couple of seconds there. You were talking about why this is all a strategy. If you can continue from there, that would be awesome. Yeah, this is really, really a strategy. So when you you go to a run, when I was going to the run, I had like a checklist. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I was going to do. Because one learning is the mind may play you tricks when you go into certain zone into fatigue. So I knew what I was going to eat. I knew when I was going to do my break. I knew everything. And then you just just go there. And there are some events when I was preparing visualization uh, with, with kinetherapist. And basically my... Kine in uh, in Switzerland when she I came for sport and she said no no you are not here for sport you are for business and this is the one she sent me to Tony Robbins but this is another story but basically when you prepare your mind and there are different strategy uh, there is the visualization or, or going through the event there is what we call in sport you can use animals for the flow for different thing you've got your animal totals. So basically, oh, when you so like you're visualizing those yes. animals, and and then you bring oh. bringing these animals into into the game, but there are some events I oh, even God. didn't do any visualization because everything was already in place. Yeah, because you 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 work on what we call the four C, which is combativity, mm-hmm. uh, courage, concentration, and uh, always forget one of them. So you make you make anchoring. I mean, I guess triggers. So you train these states, and like Tony Robbins speak mm-hmm. like this, you know, you change in a heartbeat. So this powerful, um, resourceful state you, you work. So basically, when yeah. you when you run such a distance, to give you to give you an mm-hmm. idea, when I was training for the events, it was like a three months plan. And we are walking. We were. I was walking a lot and running because the game is to be on your on your feet. So mm-hmm. basically, there was always a warming up. But I was walking like one training was five hours. What I was doing, I think, forty kilometers, and one was six hours, and I was doing fifty. Um, twice. I mean, each time a week. So I was doing this plus running, but. Basically, you build up, you build, you build this, but during this, yeah. you you build as well your mental. When you train, you have enough time to train your mind, so you don't right. need to do extra session there. And then you put everything mm-hmm. together, and you go progressively. You don't you don't go from you know fifty to two hundred miles. 
we we build a strategy uh, with to to go to what we call cyclical events or circadian sorry circadian event when you run during 24 hours mm-hmm. and there is a story there but go <laughs> did want to no, no. What I wanted to share was, uh, as you were sharing this, what was coming to my mind is how our ancient ancestors used to thrive and live, right? Because it seems like uh, we are wired and designed to be marathon runners in the sense that our ancestors maybe spend a lot of time running away from uh, predators or running towards uh prey that they wanted to catch because if you miss out on that prey once then it means that you don't eat you have this famine period which again speaks to the importance and power of intermittent fasting you know eating within cycles eating within the window but uh you know speaking about running i i read about this one tribe or this group in mexico that used to and that still runs barefoot right? all yeah. along the, you mean the, the tamara i guess the we, but, uh, the, the, Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all with with. I mean, these shoes, this sandal, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and their feet are shaped, you know, very differently, right? Because of so much of running, because of maybe barefoot or almost bare feet, uh, that this with thin sliver of leather or some uh, slippers that they do wear. It seems like there are many benefits of uh, running bare 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 feet. And uh, what I wanted to also share was. Uh, when you were talking about, you know, running in a marathon, it seems like there's a lot of things that you can bring into your own life, whether it's running a business or being in a relationship, the mindset of being a marathon runner, resilience, not giving up, having the right mindset, having the right approach, preparing for these things. So, uh, that's really- that was exactly my pitch when I launched my company. I said, this is a mm-hmm. metaphor. We, we don't care what I run or many miles. Okay, it can be imp- impressive. Right. But it's how, it's what is the preparation, what is the food, because we are all marathoner. I mean, yeah. everybody with or without family, businessman, or entrepreneur, or corporate, or whatever, life is a marathon. It's not, it's, it's not uh, a sprint. And this is mm-hmm. what I took from all this explaining to the people that I did this like a study and on the long term, I don't think is 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 really smart and and healthy to run such distance. And basic, basically, I was doing one event per per year, and I was recovering one yeah. month. And I can tell you so many stories about the ultra world. Okay, they are always the you know the pack, the leaders, but there are people they've got no strategy. They are running, you know, and they are injured all the time because this is the other thing: injury. Which which group is this? Sorry. Who are you speaking about? No, I mean, in the ultra world, some people, in the ultra some world, yeah. people, they are just just running from one event to another. Event. They get injured. Right. They are sick during. They are like farting. They are like throwing, and they think they are the king of the world because they are they are going there. <laughs> of course, they yeah. they are resilient, but there is another thing called to be smart. And it's to learn mm. to use this technique to your health, like the cold. I can tell you a story about the cold. You know, the more... That was my next question. The, <laughs> exactly. Be, because, <laughs> because all, you know, let's come something really interesting now, where, mm-hmm. you know, being, being 
working for Kraft as a finance, being an ultra runner, mm-hmm. being yeah. an entrepreneur, and not being a, a life coach, a summer master trainer. I'm just redecorating my armor. When I was on the dark corporate, the food, the processed food, and now I'm in organic, and now I am a life coach. But it doesn't tell me about my development. You know, I, lo- I love this. Bruno told me, one of my coach, redecorating your armor. You are just seeking for the next badge, you know, the next reward because I'm not enough. It's very more glamorous. Now I'm running, I'm life coach, but I think we're cut. Cut, 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 cut. Oops, I think we lost you again. Hello. We'll just wait for a couple of seconds to have yeah. David yeah. back. David, we lost you for the last five seconds. You were talking about craving and looking for the next badge. If you can start yeah. from there. Yeah. So this is always the, when I am not enough. Oh, I, I'm still there. It's okay. There was some disturbance again. If you, if you can wait for a few seconds okay. and then you can start whenever yeah. you're ready. So I was, I was seeing that it's always chasing, for, you know, for the new next reward, but but you are not changing yeah. the story. I just put more, you know, like organic sport. It's more glamorous. But if you are not aware of what you are chasing, what you are doing, if you are not contributing, if it's only for you, it doesn't bring a lot to the party. And and, and we need to realize that the top performer. Is what I explained when I trained my mentee that the not enough is for the top performer or for people they, they treat like shit. But this is the same mechanics. Some are more maybe healthy, push you. And I don't need, you don't need to be ambitious and do things, but you need to be aware uh, to to these mechanisms that, that okay, well, what is my next? What is my next? What, you know? And, and. Right. If I go no more deeper, this is more like stop the you know the search. Stop you. You are saying I move away from what I don't like, or I move towards what I like, which is which is the principle. But the more I know, I realize the more I say, okay, either you first of all you need to be aware of this meta programming, because you cannot mend what you don't know. And either you suppress some programs, you upgrade, or you keep because some of them are are, are still uh, useful. Or you look at the program, or is it working? Or your mind is working? Or your attention is working? Because doing all these things, if you don't learn, is is for me. This is really what what is behind becoming an entrepreneur, learning about the people, learning about myself. It was always in parallel with all this stuff. And and you come to a point where right now there is some pieces coming all together. I'm not saying I'm enlightened. I don't say I, I, I don't have an ego. I love myself. But, you know, this is what it's come when you challenge yourself as well in in, in a smart way or not a smart way. It's as well to, to see how the mind or the thought is working. And this is where more I am now. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the cold. How did, uh, what does the cold do for you? How did you discover the cold? Um, 
because you were you were sort of transitioning also between you know from uh, long distance ultra marathoning and the impact that cold had on you yep. at a certain point so for me i discovered really the cold with uh, mr wimov that will is well okay. known and um you you can imagine an ultra runner going into the cold so i went full full blow and i I discover I had to prove myself again. You know, I had to prove myself. I, I, I did parachuting. I did ultra running. You know, you have to prove something. You have to go beyond the limits. Yeah. And when I realized, instead of having call all the day, now I am using the call as a tool. So mm-hmm. the, the top performer will say call the morning and hot the evening. And really for me, the best thing and believe me, I've done many, many things the morning. It's a cold shower. It's a mm-hmm. reset. This is the best yeah. thing, baby. This is the best thing. Really what I learned with this. And no, I don't force myself, you know, when I discovered the cold, I was doing all the cold and this, this, so do you call back this, this back effect when the blood is coming and you're shivering? No, no, I am yeah. using my head. And I'm when I train right. the people, I, I use this as a recovery, as a reset, a reboot. And I love it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love the cold as well. And I do uh, daily cold showers in the morning, in the evening when I get a chance. Um, it's, it's fascinating how this works, how the body responds. And uh, warm showers might be comfortable. It might feel relaxing. And I think there's a time and place for warm showers. Uh but the experience that you have coming out of a cold shower cannot be replaced, cannot be replicated, right? Because it's such a uh, such a triumphant moment of you overcoming the cold and uh, also physiologically so many things happening. Um, cold plunging is something I want to do more of. Uh, I've done a couple of them and uh, that's an amazing experience as well. But I think when the water is moving, like a cold shower or maybe if you're in an ocean, that's even more difficult, right? Compared to, I think when you are in the stationary water, sometimes your body creates a protective sure, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. thing to keep you warm as well. <laughs> but but then this is as well, cold is, is on the physiology, but as well there is the metaphor like, I guess we're going to speak yeah. a bit about the breath, maybe, maybe not. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a way to, to face the fear, you know, to, it's a metaphor in your life to, to go beyond and to show you, you know, when you go to Tony Robbins, you walk on the on the fire, you jump from a you know trapeze, and you do all this kind of stuff. It's to prove the mind as well that you can do more what you think, because this is the other flip of the coin. You know, I say you have to be smart, mm-hmm. but there is this balance by stressing yourself, pushing yourself, and and you can believe that you can you can do more. So this 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 is this is the thing. And then is to, yeah. is to use all this, okay, to the better good. <laughs> and not to say, oh, yeah, how good yeah. am I? Yes, I know I'm good. But who cares? If you yeah. don't bring, if you don't contribute, because this is the next right. steps. Yeah, that's definitely something to uh, aspire towards, right? How can you do more good? How can you do more good? Not just for yourself, but how can you share the medicine with others so that they can have their own subjective uh, amazing experiences. Um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. There was there was something that I oh what I wanted to say was like you pointed out the cold is like a testing grounds for you to test your mental resilience and capacity. And when you are in the cold, you can't help but breathing in a certain way. Naturally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's stressing, breathing in a stressed out way. And that's where I think breathwork is so important and significant, right? So talk to me about how did you discover breathwork for yourself? And uh, how did it sort of shift you? Maybe during your first few encounters of, of breathwork. Yeah, for, for me, I was aware that the breath was... Not the missing link, but the breath is everywhere with the voice, with the mm-hmm. emotion, because the the first thing to change your state is the breath. So I really had this initiation with Wim Hof. Okay. And I was doing the, 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 the breath with Wim Hof, always playing the same tunes. And then I I discovered Sama Niraj Naik, which is basically a combination of ancient wisdom, which is pranayama. So didn't invent anything, yeah. combined with sound therapy, with music and visualization and or meditation. And I did one of the course, the 21 day, and already I've done many, many things. But the way I felt and the connection and only with, with your breath, I said, oh, I want to explore this. And explore this uh, in such in such a depth. No, I am a master trainer. I'm really working with with this, and this brought me, you know, all my skills, management, sport, food, exercises with the breath. So, so to speak, it magnified you know, my practice, and I I put everything together with oh, this. Okay. So that was for me the missing right. links, and and. No, I am really fully aligned because I can I mm-hmm. can I can use what I've learned and everything yeah. is in is, is is related, you know, the, the breath, the speak, the food, everything, the yeah. fun mm-hmm. and this is how I came to to summer, the science as well, because um, I'm really open minded, but as well I like to have you know some facts. And yeah. I've been doing food for many years and I was saying, and I'm doing breath and life coaching. I think, oh, don't believe me, try, experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, I can give, yeah. I can tell you whatever, just experiment. It's, it's like, you know, the cold. Yeah. Do your own. Have you, do you know what your human design is, by the way? Have you gone into human design at all? Um, yes, but I don't know mine. I've heard about it, but I didn't. Somebody tell, told me I should be mad. I don't recall. No, I, I didn't do this still <laughs> or yet. Because okay. it's it's pretty interesting, you know, to just figure out what your human design is. It's an interesting uh, modality, I'd say, that draws from a, you know, a combination of things like the itching and, and, uh, and the chakra system and astrology. But what it does is it gives you a, a, a human design type, and the way that you're sharing it seems like, like I'm a six-two. I'm I'm known as a projector six-two, and I have. I mean, people who are projectors have certain phases, and they say that the crescendo of your life is going to be when you cross the age of fifty, where you then draw from all these different experiences that you've had over your life, 
the trials and tribulations and the joys and the skills that you've built. And at 50, everything comes together and then you become the guide to the world. So, so that's why I was like, I'm curious to see what is your type because it'll be interesting to know, like whether you're a projector or a manifester or a you know, generator, right? It's, 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 I'm, I'm learning more into it, speaking to people. I did an interview recently, but I was just like, whoa, what is uh, David's uh, human design type? <laughs> and that, that's right. I mean, uh, I will turn 55 and everything is coming to place uh, in my early 50. And, you know, we are talking about the alignment with all because being an entrepreneur, I had to meet my certain fear to go over and, and to understand. And uh, and sometimes some people said, yeah, but, you know, what, what the breath did you bring at this stage? And I realized mm-hmm. I, I share something, even with all, you know, my anxiety and things, I was functioning into the world, okay? I was still performing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference to perform into your, you know, your, your, your really your zone or to push yourself every day because this is something when you push yourself every day, you are going to, to burn out anyway. But yeah. what I can see now is with the breath retroactively, I was able to see fears or mechanism that I was not able to see because I was too much fearful or the metaprogramming was really deep. So now I really start to to see at things like really I had another hard moment in terms of spirituality when I was younger and a friend was telling me, you know, the art is undoing, is doing nothing. And from for many mm-hmm. years, okay, what what the shit? I mean, what, what's what's doing? Undo the thing. <laughs> All right, right, right. And and right now I'm touching this with the mindfulness is 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 looking at meditation when art is is really when you are conscious you look at the thing but the art is doing nothing is is to let it happen to be conscious you know all your thoughts either you are in the striking zone or you you see okay am I the thought or am I more than that and for me doing nothing was wow like like attachment don't mm-hmm. don't attach yourself what 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 does it mean yeah, when you love somebody, you you give the key, you get your inner child, whatever is your metaphor, you give the inner child because you couldn't give it to yourself. And when when the yeah. guy or the girl is gone, he's gone with with, with the yeah. part of you. So all all these yeah. things, it doesn't mean I have transmute, mm. but I see so clearly things because because what I didn't tell you, Aditya, is like when I am going into a subject. I am I am li- reading all the books. Okay, I, I, you told me about it. Yeah, you like to specialize. Yeah, yeah, and and, and no, I, I I try to to, but I read everything many times, and I was reading all the concept. Right. But but the thing is not you know knowing. But all this the, mm. all this thing now is coming, and with the breath, and with the pranayama, and as well you said the age, you know. When I was younger, I was more idealistic, but now with the age, and I think it, it's it's something an advantage when you speak with the people because you they can mm. they can um, resonate with you because you don't sell them nirvana, right. you sell a life experience, and you know there is upside mm. downs, and I I can really more connect with elderly people with, because. People went all, you know, with many things and, and things are working or not. So when you get certain age, you get 
you've right. got this balance. It doesn't mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It doesn't mean, but but life experience is, is life experience. And uh, this is, I think, something yeah. interesting as well. Yeah, I totally agree. It feels like we as a society are confusing between data and knowledge and wisdom. Now, you can have a lot of data, metadata. Data is everywhere on YouTube and Facebook. Just because you have a lot of data doesn't mean you are knowledgeable, which is like the next step. And just because you're knowledgeable, it doesn't mean you're wise. Wise comes from experience, whether it's um, uh, success or failure, because failure teaches you more than success does because of the reflection that you get to do as a result of failure. And uh, I think uh, what you pointed out was something that is really interesting. I got lost when, when I was listening when I was listening to you itself. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, I was trying to say that Vedanta, which is the um, foremost um, spiritual modality coming from, from India, talks about all these different things, right? Um, everything is an, is an illusion. The only true thing is consciousness. Um, you know, do not take too seriously your emotions and thoughts because that is temporary. Uh, whereas the only thing that is permanent is your consciousness, the observer, right? And so Vedanta is very interesting because it says that the best knowledge is direct knowledge, which means that if I tell you this knowledge, then a small percentage of the population will understand it and will embody it, which means that they will know it, maybe from this lifetime or maybe from a previous lifetime. They know it. They're like, sure, this is all of this is illusion. But most of the population will take time. And that's, I think, why experiences are there, right? Because experiences whether it's a breakup in a relationship oh you lose something and then you attach so much then you realize you know what non-attachment is is the truth because uh, you know the only love that you can find comes from within right you're seeking outside for everything that is within whether it's a relationship whether it's a job or a business and then your approach changes because you're still doing the same things you're still pursuing a relationship you're still doing a business but you're not attached so much to it and that's like a whole different ball game altogether, right? Yes, yeah, and and, and I'm really <laughs> particular because, I mean, I learned all, all my life to change states, and in breathing, in cold, yeah. you change state, and it's really important right. to function, to be able to to mm. to change your state in a heartbeat, and and yeah. I've got many many tools like you, I am sure. But right. what I I tell as well the people is is to be aware of, of the consciousness because it's you cannot if you're repeating always the same you can change the state but you are always repeating the same you know meta programming and things so there is still a, a place for investigation and not to fool yourself so there is but right. but but life is ambivalent or paradoxal because because you need certain program to to perform but like you say live leave the, your heart, I mean, uh, on the feet of Buddha and go to the war. I mean, what does it mean, yeah. all this thing? It's no attachment. Right. It's, you know, it's all all it's all these different levels and there are some misunderstanding because if you take literally the thing, yeah. sometimes you don't understand, but there is That's all true. this wisdom, all this metaphor and and, and you navigate with, with this. And, and, and as you say, why is wisdom... We were always laughing about our grandparents. I mean, sometimes, but but the more you get there, you see that because they have seen the life, it doesn't mean they've got all, all yeah, the yeah. key. Mm-hmm. But they went through a couple of things, okay. And and this is why yeah. it's, it's 
it's getting interesting now that with all this knowledge, with all the devices we've got, that that's and and of course data is not wisdom. That that fully agree. It's not information. I mean, you have to transform this information into knowledge, which was one of the role mm. in finance. What we say, we take data right. into information, into action and decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, from everything that you've learned and come across, in your opinion, what? holds a person back when it comes to making a change in their lives, right? So let's say a person wants to change their life. Maybe they want to start a new practice or maybe they want to do something different in their life. Maybe they want to move to a different city. What tends to hold us back? So basically when, when the, the, the more I work, because we, we can manifest, we can go, you know, but, but as you said, there is always this thing, yeah, I want to go to Toronto. I want to do this. And at the end, we freak out. Right. We are pulled back like public speaking, whatever. So yeah. I, really, I really believe that there are some some program really deep into the subconscious. And, and just to give you an idea, the latest research shows that the conscious mind is treating 40 information per second. 40. Yeah. The unconscious, 1 million more, 40 million. So if you look at my picture, it's if there is 40 million pixels, the subconscious is downloading in one second the full picture, whereas the conscious mind is seeing only 40 pixels. So it doesn't see everything. Right. So mm -hmm. we need to get there. Okay. If I am here tonight, it's because I take the action to, to press and to come here. But then I make a decision before. And, and before that, I made some thought, okay? And we say we've all been there. If we stay on the thought mode, on the conscious, next time I will be better. And guess what? Next time you are shaking on your next public stage, whatever. So you say, okay, I've got mm -hmm. feeling and I've got emotions. All right. So I stay on my emotion. But what we forget is that we've got billions of information for the physiology. So that's why here we come into this game that if we master our physiology, we can master our reality. If we can master our inner world, we can go into the outer world. And just mm -hmm. bear with me. Say, well, what, 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 do you, what do you say, David? I say, think just about, we know that if we exhale more than inhale, we can quiet the mind. So if we've got erratic thinking, erratic, you know, monkey mind, and we, we need to take a decision, it's not going the best decision. But just by changing the physiology, this is one way to quiet the mind, to see the thing as it is, you know, to quiet the emotion. So really one way is, first of all, to be aware of what our limiting beliefs are. What is holding me back? And maybe I'm going to give you a scoop, but... The more I work, the more I work with therapies is I am not enough mm -hmm. somewhere. I'm not enough. I cannot mm -hmm. do it. I won't be enough. Yeah. I would be abandoned, which is the second primary ones. You know, we are talking about public speaking. Why are we so afraid? Do you know why we are so afraid? Why is it? Is it because, uh, because historically uh, our survival depended on being part of the tribe and by looking stupid in front of your public, we are afraid that we might get rejected forever and not be welcomed and you know, be part of the tribe, so to speak. Yeah, so 
and then die as a result mm. and not be able to survive. Spot on. This is exactly it. But this is so wired. This is so ingrained that boy yeah. to change it. So this is this is this kind of thing. It's first of all, again, you cannot mend what you are not aware of it. And then when you are aware of it, you can have strategy working with breath, with hypnotherapy to, to reprogram yourself, to do baby steps. I mean, then there are different ways. But this 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 mm-hmm. is the key. And this is a story we tell us. But this story we tell us, I mean, in the subconscious, this is why it is so is this it is so powerful. So this is why it's important to to look into it, to access into it in terms of relaxation, go into the brain frequency and to be able to move. And again, there are certain things right. we need to, to keep. So I think this is this is this is one of the key to is there free will or not free will? Eastern or West on West we think we are mighty, we can do everything. In the East we at, at the extreme on Buddhisms we are robots. And again, it's not that simple. Right. And I th- I think right. One way the yoga, the tantra is that no, we are not the mighty God, but we are not robots, so we can still influence. And this is part of of sama, part of breathing, but part of this of this of this game. All right. Yeah, that is such an interesting question, right? And I keep asking this question to my guests all the time to see what their perspective is. Do we really have free will, or is everything predestined? And I like what uh, yoga says uh, because they say, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> Irrespective of what you say, you're right because yes, we do have free will, but not in the sense that we think. Because there are so many, like you pointed out, right? We we have this meta programming that is, you know, from our childhood or maybe from past lives as well. That is pushing us down this current reality tunnel. And first, we need to cleanse all of that preconceived notions, limiting beliefs, feeling of low worth. Then, I guess, at a certain point, now we're taking actions, but it is in alignment with what we truly want, not what XYZ person wants us to do. You know, yeah, yeah. that's so fascinating that uh, we get to do this. <laughs> So uh, how did you get into regression? Because that's also part of what you do, right? Is is that past life regression? Yeah, this is more inner child. So this is this is this is a, this is a technique to 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 revisit to revisit the the past and and to to look into the limiting beliefs. So there are some protocol. And re- regression yeah. is one thing, but then you need to to upgrade. Which is, mm-hmm. which which is the next part? Because going back, you are going to revisit. You are going to help. It's metaphorically, but again, the subconscious is working with symbols, images, and emotions. So, so basically, yeah. you send your older you to help the younger you. So, for the guys, you go into a mission because the guys they are more mission oriented, uh, action plan, and and okay, I don't put people in the box, but usually it's just a question of wording. But you, mm-hmm. you get back, you see at your limiting beliefs and you see that you can know you grow up and you, and you can yeah. you can upgrade this. So this is an interesting way to to navigate into the subconscious and, 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 and coming back. Yeah, that is a very interesting concept, right? Because different people have different uh, viewpoints. Some people feel that there is no time. And although our conscious existence is here, 
as a person who is 25, 35, 45, 55 years of age, the person who is five years is still existing somewhere, someplace in some distant quantum realm. And I think the most beautiful thing I did once or multiple times that actually, whenever I'm doing a, uh, an inner child meditation is to visualize that your inner child literally in front of you and, uh, you know, just give them a hug or pass on a message of assurance. And it does something to you, right? Even though yeah. it's in the mind or maybe you're connecting with something, it does something to you that then changes, changes you. Yeah. In the, in the present yeah there is there is a nice meditation and where you woke up into your house when you are between three to eleven and you go to visit mm -hmm. your your inner child and you bring him back where you are so you up, the upgrade is maybe a bit tick take but it's to reunite you know this part that you think you are still the little child that you cannot pay you cannot do this it's to bring mm. him back and to say You've got the choice, baby. No, change your story. You are not alone. You can, you can enjoy. You can dance. You can, you know. So there is this reunification right. there. But mm -hmm. you know, the more I'm talking with my good friends, uh, uh, Ria Peter in Australia, which is a really good therapist. Ria, I'm going to have him oh, on the show. Yeah. We're try just trying to he's, figure he, out yeah, uh, timings. Is 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 my buddy? Is is really really. Yeah, 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 but but yeah. the more we talk about what we see is that there is not one size fits all. You have to to yeah. to open the world, and maybe this is going mm -hmm. to work with you, but not maybe with with other people. You know, so mm -hmm. and this is where you know the more you work, there is not one therapy, one thing. No, there is many ways. Mm -hmm. And body, you know, you are talking about time and space. Because we all relate to mm -hmm. space and time, but we are in the process. You know, I may be not the same after this talk, and we are not the same because we are processing new ideas. We are in action, yeah. like a relationship. It's not like something, mm -hmm. an object. So it's evolving all the time. So that's why it's so complex, and we are misleading the thing because we project this into space, but we are always moving, we are always changing. And that's right. that's that's another key where you know it's not like okay I, I push this button and you are going to feel better. It's much more, much more complex. Mm. And I think yeah, when we work with people, we need to be really humble because there is not such as knowing the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, I think that's part of being. Um, trauma informed as well right like we can set goals for ourselves we can set xyz direction that we want to go but we don't know what we're dealing with we have so many conditionings but all the trauma that we all go through birthing being born itself is such a traumatic experience because we're crying and we're shoved into this world with weird oxygen levels blood all over it's it's a weird experience but then um you know, life itself can be traumatic, like losing a job, having a breakup, you know, business foreclosure, getting rejected yeah. on, on the stage, getting socially canceled. <laughs> that can be traumatic as well. And, and so for me, part of what I've learned is not taking life too seriously, but also giving myself time to heal, whether it's one week, one month or one year, but just also making those small steps towards a transformation and seeing what works and trying different things. And not knowing that not one thing might help you, 
but then you know your your transformation might just be one step ahead so keep trying keep trying out different things and you said something really important is to love and not to be serious i mean i've i've got a mantra when i'm doing things yeah. i'm really serious about things but yeah, then yeah. we say we we open the apero chakra apero is a drink in french so when we do you know a workshop and at the end i said okay no the apero chakra is open everybody's laughing because there are so many i went to so many retreats and people are that serious mm. it's okay yeah <laughs> sometimes <laughs> make a laugh because <laughs> as you say we are, we are human being and oh Mm. So it's all this this balance That's about true. the life, the wise, you know. We we come now in society where um, we don't dare to say some things and and and, and they are right. they are right things. I mean don't, be, don't I'm not going there, believe me. But sometimes you, you need to just to make a laugh and, and I think this is part of the human being. Yeah. It's we we just mm -hmm. make a laugh from you know neighbor, but it's okay. It's not going to be <laughs> traumatic yeah and i think that's why these um awakened elders you'll see them laughing all the time right because they're laughing for no reason because they know that everything is an illusion everything is a joke and joy is the only gift that we're we're having to experience that's it just laugh and and and, and be merry whereas the ones who are learning are like all serious and i want to prove myself and i want this person to you know have a good impression about me and You know, in, in India growing up, we used to have these parks where you go go for a walk at six o'clock in the morning. You'll find a group of 30 people laughing out loud. These are like laughter clubs. It's very popular in India. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And you start artificially, but then at a certain time, you're literally laughing. That's not only good for health, but then it's it's building community, right? Laughter clubs. And I think it's, it's now a movement across the world. Uh, but it was very popular in India growing up in the 90s. Uh, you know, people laughing sure. <laughs> for no reason at all. Um, awesome. So, uh, so something exciting for you. You're having a retreat, right? In 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 Florida. So tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I'm sure our listeners are intrigued to to. Yeah, more. this is this is the, the 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 theme is based on 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 the awakening. This is break free from your past. You know, we were we were talking right. about this to connect with. Your breath, your mind, and, and your soul. Yeah. And really, if I could reduce to the max, um, is really a, a transformation step. So the first day would be what we call the initiation. Is you take the map, the compass, and where do I want to go? And what are my blocks? Because again, in any transformational journey, you mention it. We we need to look what's what hinders you, why, why we are pulled uh, back. So this is really the first day to plant a new seed and, and to cut you know, all the cuts from the past or start cutting because I'm not going to offer promise. This is, this is a journey. And it's all coupled with music, with the breath work, with, with the summer technique. The second day is what we call the awakening is... is How am I going there? What skills do I need? Because when I go, you know, to A to B, maybe I need to equip my donkey, my horse, my... So what skill, what means, what values maybe I need to develop? And right. um, to, to, be, to be successful, but successful in terms of where I want to go, where is my true self? Because 
it's yeah. not about going into the on the moon is is not going is is where where i want oh i want to feel where is my average perfect mm-hmm. day my average peaceful day so it's very awakening the body the soul and and, and get there and and then it's a transformation is to put everything together and here we use the power of the breath we use what we call, you know, the, the summer, the molecule within, which help us in the process of hypoxia, of control, I mean, hyperventilation to release this dimethyltryptamine to, to change the way. It's, it's like the analogy is like this DMT is found in plant medicine, but with the breath, we can recreate this. And the way it works, it's mm. helped the neurogenesis to create neuro, new neuropathway, but as, as well to see why there is so many investment right now into into these plant medicines because we have seen that we can think differently and change. So this is yeah. what what I am going to to do live in in Florida for three weeks, for three days, sorry, and um, and really it will be like dancing, shaking, music, breathing, and 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 use all all this. So it's what I'm going to do in November. Amazing, amazing. I took a look at the schedule and it seems very jam-packed. It's pretty intense. It's not just one breathwork session a day and then you, you know, go for a walk or something. It's like multiple sessions during the day, right? So it's it's an intense it's 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 really uh, it's program. really a deep, deep immersion and, and with the power of the group, yeah. uh you go really, really, yeah. really, really deep. And fun. Amazing. And who would you say is the ideal person? who should uh, consider learning more about uh, this particular retreat in Florida? So, um, I mean, if, if you really want, you know, to create your own reality, you, you want to change, but, but, but you have still, you don't, you don't know where exactly where you want to go. You feel like you are living, you know, the life of someone, someone else. And since long time you've got a calling, but you don't have the gut, you know, to, to do it. You, we've got all forgotten, you know, or, or childhood dreams, and you are looking to, you know, to realize your life aspiration, or maybe you are just lacking mm-hmm. joy, vitality, and yeah. yeah. So it's 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 really more. It's, there is not like a hedge. It's it's more how you feel, and you say, okay, now uh, I, I want to change something in my life, and I don't know exactly how. So this this is meant for for this kind of right. of person, and believe me, I'm right. I'm doing this online every week, and the, the 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 results are just are just, I mean, I'm I'm mesmerized each time uh, to to see how the people can can change with the breath with this because we go really deep into the subconscious. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Action Tribe, I know many of you have reached out to me to inquire when our next retreat is happening. And uh, I'm sort of setting up for that, uh, you know, in terms of letting you know when my next retreat is going to be. But till that time, if you've been planning to go for a retreat and you want to go to a sunny destination and you want to meet people in person and you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, community, and really immerse yourself in multiple practices, including breathwork, as well as 
cold exposure, meditation, all the, all of those things. And like you pointed out, uh, David, yes, there's a lot of talk about plant medicine as well. But I'd say it's not for everybody because you got to be in the right frame. You got to think about set and setting. You got to be with the right person. And it's longer, like six hours, eight hours. Breathwork gives you, uh, I would say, similar or if not better benefits because I've tried both. But you can, you know, get up recover and just walk around normally that's the best part about breath work so if you have been wanting to go on this retreat i would recommend that you consider or at least learn more about this particular retreat because you're going to be in safe hands with david in florida i wish i could make it but this time i can't but you know we've made a link for you if you want to learn more go to my seven chakras.com forward slash florida 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 my seven seven is a word my seven chakras.com forward slash f l o r i d a uh, to learn more and if you decide tell them aj sent you or say that you listen to this on the my seven chakras podcast it'll make a difference to me i'll feel good about it um so uh, david will definitely have this link up in the show notes uh, my last question as we come to a close uh, for today's session, which, by the way, has been amazing. Loved chatting with you. What is, according to you, the true nature of reality? Based on everything that you've come across, do you think that this is an illusion? Do you think that we are living in a hologram? Are we living in a different reality and then projecting this? Or do you have some other theory? What, what do you feel is the true nature of reality as we are living it right now? So, so I mean, I mean, here we are into a duality with with the body yeah. and the mind, which is which is based in religion, the the way we we see. Yeah. And either you can think it's only in the mind, or you can in the body, mm-hmm. or you are more a scientific way. Um, right. What I really believing is is is. Everything, the power of the thought, everything is in your consciousness. Everything is projected there. It could be the sound. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be uh, the mood, a thought, whatever. So, I think the only thing I believe right now that's everything is created from there, and there it's not exactly the the head. It's it's your it's the consciousness, and um, this is the only thing. I think the reality is there. If it's mind and body, I don't know. But one thing is we cannot debate about the consciousness now. Is is whatever arises, there there is there is there is this. Then we can go into the observer, the thinker, all this thing. But I think this is for me the, the reality and, and the more I think, you know, I, I come back to this undo the thing, stop searching. The more you undo the more you realize that you you everything is 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 created there so this is for me either you look at the right. nature of reality or you are lost in thought and we know how to be lost in thought because we, we practice since many years yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is the only thing yeah. today i'm come across and 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 um yeah there are some some relief when you've got the glimpse because again um Whatever on your one eye lighter than I, I would like when even I, I, I don't care. But the more I see, yeah. I see that like this. This is this is. Undo, step back, look, and 
and just look at the power of the thoughts and and but what I know is I am not the thought. So this is this is my conclusion. Amazing. How can somebody uh, listening to the show learn more about you? So basically, my site is bylittleseed.com. So this is where where you can find me, or you can find me via via Sama as well at uh, david at Amazing, amazing. Everyone, please give a round of sound to David. Really enjoyed this experience chatting with David, learning about his stories. Uh, we've known each other for now a couple of years, but this was uh, an opportunity for me to learn more about you, a nuanced conversation about everything about your life. And I'm sure there's more to learn as well, which in the future may be an in-person uh, <laughs> discussion. Uh, but Action Tribe, if you like this episode, then take a few minutes to write us an iTunes rating and review. Or if you're on Spotify, make sure that you rate our podcast so that you can get more people to know about us. I know some of you have been listening for years, but if there's one thing you can do today, write us an iTunes rating and review. As next steps, if you'd like to experience the power of breath and feel deeply blissed out, then come join me for a breathwork journey. I'm a Soma breathwork instructor as well. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash drop in, my7chakras.com forward slash drop in. If this is your first time, use code HEAL2022 to get it for free, HEAL2022. If you're on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me as well as David. David, you're on Instagram as well right or you're not that active on instagram yes i'm not that that active on instagram okay so then for now you can just uh, tag me and my handle is at my seven chakras uh at my seven chakras and you just share you know send a dm comment uh, let's engage let's connect uh i hope you enjoyed today's episode david Thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power and promise of endurance and breath work and cold showers, as well as the power of the mind and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. It was my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much to be your guest. Thank you. Thank you. We'll just stop there. Thank you listening to my seven chakras at my seven chakras.com that is my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.